Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Caitlin Abejohn, VP of Marketing and Customer Experience at Icon. Caitlin, it's great to have you on the program. Thanks so much for having me, Jeremy. I'm really excited to chat all things Icon and marketing and startup life. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. So now let's be, I want to begin by having you tell us about a memorable marketing moment that you've experienced in your career, whether it's recently or back in the day or whenever. Yeah. So I'd probably say that my, one of my most proudest accomplishments, if you can call it that, is launching my corporate podcast during a pandemic. So the pandemic happened, you know, everything shut down in February and we were just about to launch the week following. And so having to completely change strategy, figure out how to send microphones and, and recording equipment across the world was um, a unique experience. We were able to do it in three months and launch over the summer. So it was exciting all around, uh, but stressful as well. Okay. Well, congratulations. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I heartily approve. As a fellow podcaster, I applaud you. Thank well you. done. Well done. <laughs> is this a podcast for? No, it's an older podcast back within my Ripple days. So a blockchain right. company okay. back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, very, very cool. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Now, now tell us a little bit about Icon. What are you guys all about? Yeah. So at Icon, we're really making a blockchain and crypto technology simple to use for businesses and people around the world. So people like my parents as well, who are less familiar with the technology. You know, this technology has been around for over a decade and it's still very complex to use and integrate into your day-to-day -day life. And so what we're doing at Icon is we've built an identity cross-chain solution to really allow you as both a business or a consumer to sign in with different blockchain accounts um, without even really realizing you're interacting with blockchain. And that's what we see as the way to accelerate this adoption of the technology. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so now you've been a marketing professional at a company you mentioned before you were at Icon at Ripple. Yes. And that was a bigger company, right? Had what, like somewhere around 500 employees at least, maybe more than that? Yes. When I left, they're about 500. They're probably at seven to eight at this point. Okay. So, and, and now at Icon, this is a, a smaller company, right? A younger company, smaller company, just around like 25, maybe 30 employees. So yes. that's a pretty big transition to go from, you know, the, the bigger company, to the smaller. What has that transition been like for you? And also taking on a, a new role in marketing, a leadership role. Yeah. So 100%, the first thing I will say is less support all around. So it's important to that we're really hyper-focused on the items on their to-do list that never get shorter, that will really make the most impact for your company day-to-day. -day. And so there's a lot less time and resources to try A-B testing for whatever campaigns to make sure you know they're working or not. So I will say that every day is a new challenge uh, to and being in this kind of nascent industry of blockchain and crypto, there's really not, there's so many different questions and, and challenges day to day that don't always have answers. And so being in a smaller company, we are agile enough to be able to pivot 
you know, new tactics if we need to very easily as opposed to a, a larger company, but also there's less resources to find that solution and get it right the first time. And so, you know, I wouldn't change the experience for anything, but I will say that going from a bigger company to a smaller company allowed me to see what good marketing looks like and integrate that into the starting foundation of, of the startup. And so that's, it's just been a great ride so far and, and definitely, definitely a fun ride. And to the leadership side, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, being in a larger company, you're almost a cog and within the marketing team, you know, you don't really get to see the pulse of the day-to-day -day of the decisions that you make moving the, the company forward. But in um, a smaller startup, every single decision you make directly impacts the success of the company. And so um, I love it. I, I really do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, obviously you chose to make this move, right? So you took an yeah. opportunity to go to a smaller company and be in charge of marketing essentially. And, and, and some things I'm sure you kind of anticipated, like, you know, I'm sure you knew like, well, you'd have less support, less resources, but what are some things that you didn't anticipate that you're kind of now learning being in this role that you couldn't have known before you were in it? It's a great question. I would probably start off by saying that imposter syndrome is a, is a real thing. Mm. And, you know, like I said, going from a larger company where, you know, decisions aren't made or, you know, doesn't make or break your company, you know, you can make decisions and, and A-B test or, you know, try again. And, and within a startup, you know, building a team from the ground up was very new to me. Being in a leadership position at the C-level experience was, was new to me as well. And so the most important personal development I realized was to hire the people to fill the gaps in your expertise to help you see around those corners, right? And so that's, that's one of the biggest takeaways I can say is that initial, am I doing the right things? It has my experience allowed me to be here, but then it's really just like, there's no time. Ain't nobody got time for that in startup to think about imposter syndrome for long. So, and then additionally with any startup, especially in crypto and blockchain, which is growing very, very quickly there, it's important to hit your target audience at the right place, at the right channels, at the right time with the right content. And if you don't have that large budget that comes with bigger companies, more resources, it's that's much, much harder. So it comes down to foundational hard marketing is what I call it. I, I think, you know, from like paid campaigns, things like that, that gets your, your content out there either much easier than it does if you're trying organic day to day. And so that's another challenge that has been interesting to work through. Mm -hmm. Now, do you find that even though you have less resources than you did at the former job, do you find that you're more or less sort of thinking in the same way about marketing, like using the same kind of strategies and techniques or, or not, or, or does the, the circumstances that you're in or the company, the nature of your audience, are you finding that you're actually thinking in pretty different ways? I'd say it's both. So good foundational marketing applies to a company of any size in any industry. Yeah. From the you know, startup world though, it, it really does come down to what your budget is and what you're able to use. So kind of laddering back up to making every day and every tactic count, that's really the most important. And so my decision-making around 
okay, where can we host, you know, where can our booth be? Okay, well, unfortunately, this top tier conference is a little out of our price range. Maybe we should be chatting with a different smaller size company, but still get that impact we need. And so those are just things that you have to grapple with in a smaller company and with a smaller budget. But you know, I think it's it's worthwhile and it's really taught me almost to go back to the basics of what good marketing looks like at, at the, the foundation level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now you mentioned that before that you started a podcast during the pandemic. And I believe when we talked before that you guys might have an opportunity to do some podcasting at, at Icon. So let's just, I want to talk about that a little bit. Why? Why do podcasting at all? Sort of where, what value do you see in podcasting as a marketer? I mean, gosh, Jeremy, I'm sure that you could probably answer this uh, greatly <laughs> as well. But I will say that it all really ladders back to hitting the right contact in the right channels at the right time for your target audience. And so podcasts, as I'm sure you know, are really becoming a competitive space and take up a lot of resources to do well. But they're incredibly invaluable in the way to share your personal story about your company and about your products in a real relatable way that does sometimes get lost in the short snippets of social media or in long form blog posts. And I think it just shows you know, the people that you put on your podcast, they're, they're real humans, they're dealing with real challenges, not everything is perfect. And podcasts are a great way to you know, reach that larger audience while also being real, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Of course, it's just like what we're doing right now, right? I mean, two real actual people is having a real conversation. Yeah. And, it, and it's it's more fun and engaging rather than sitting down and you know, I, I'm content writer by heart, by nature, and um, mm -hmm. I feel like it's just more fun to chat. <laughs> it's certainly easier, right? Like, <laughs> like you know, to, if you had to compare it to writing a, like a thousand word blog post, say, and I'm, you know, I'm a trained writer as well. I came up that way. That can take, you know, hours and hours just to compose a draft. And then you're talking about days and maybe weeks to actually get it to, to the point where it's ready to publish, right? Exactly. And... You know, but having a like a 15, 20 minute conversation like we're doing, I mean, we chatted before this and just planned out a little bit, but really there's not a whole lot of prep you need. You just show up and you have some questions and you just talk. Yeah, it's like having a cup of coffee with a friend. I mean, it's just more natural, more engaged, and the questions can be more hard hitting if you want them to. And mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, I, I love this medium and I'm super excited to see it, how it's evolved in the last, gosh, even just five years. Yeah, no doubt. And no doubt. So, okay, a few quick questions for you to wrap up here. Okay. Uh, what's your main focus in Q2? God, for every startup, it is increasing customer leads and leads for customers specifically. Uh, so our lead to customer ratio for our products, which are OID and or Vault. And then additionally, with our startup, we also work with a, our foundation who manages a blockchain that we built OID and or Vault on top of. They also have a token. And so it's generating more awareness around the utility of the OR token by bridging this educational gap around crypto and blockchain. We chatted earlier that still, you know, nascent industry and people are still a little hesitant, especially around the kind of early negative reputation of the space. We've come such a long way in the industry at large. And so I see, at, you know, bridging this gap of education for like people like my parents who 
you know, still ask me what I do for a living at the Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner table. And so it's, those are the two main goals, you know, lead gen and educational around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I imagine that that's going to be part of the answer to the next question as well, which is what are the top KPIs that your boss keeps tabs on? I mean, it's, it's yes. got to be lead gen, right? A hundred percent. So sales revenue from inbound marketing is, a, is one of our top customer acquisition costs of CAC and that lead to customer ratio, that sales closing ratio is um, something that at the top level, we're all very much paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And finally, what do you and your team hope to accomplish this year? Well, very hopefully a Series A funding in the next few quarters. We're, you know, hustling to get that, you know, with any startup funding is always, you know, priority number one. So that's one of our biggest, hopefully biggest accomplishments this year. We're looking to launch a new DAO product, a decentralized, hold please. (laughs) (laughs) What is DAO stand for? I know this. (laughs) Okay really quickly. So just chat about funding. And then we're also looking to launch a new DAO product. So a decentralized autonomous organization product for this type of industry back to this customer gen. So, you know, quadrupling our origin or vol customers. And then finally, just awareness, awareness, awareness. Okay. Excellent. Well, sounds like you guys have a lot going on, a lot of exciting stuff going on and, you know, the blockchain is the future. I think so too. 100%. And, you know, it's companies like yours are going to help us all get our heads around around this very amazing technology. So, Caitlin, thank you so much for sharing all that and for a great conversation. Thanks so much for having me. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com, that's Conversa with two N's, to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers they need to get to know to grow their business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.